Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on in. Invite someone to join in on tonight. It is Thursday Bible study night. Come on. Let's get our pen. Let's get our paper and our Bible so that we can go into the word of God. Come on in. Come on in. And we're going to talk about perseverance tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together in this forum and in this space and time where we can study your word. Father God, we thank you for we know that your word will lead us. It will guide us. It will give us what we need, Father God, when it's time to make decisions and uh, uh, choose things accordingly that will bring us ahead and not take us behind. So we thank you for your powerful word. But we know it was through your word that the universe was created. It was through your word, Father God, that things transformed and became new. So, Father God, we ask right now that you take out all distractions, that you would give us clarity of thought, enlighten us as we go into this this study time, Father God, of your word. We thank you for all things. In Jesus' name, amen. We're talking about perseverance tonight. Perseverance is a crucial subject in the Bible, especially as it relates to our faith and it relates to our salvation. Um, true saving faith perseveres. True saving faith perseveres. That means that it endures. That means that it keeps on going. We're going to have challenges in our lives. We're going to have a lot of things that are going to happen. But perseverance, our faith, it perseveres and it keeps us connected with our Heavenly Father. It keeps us holding on to God's unchanging hand. So perseverance is something that we have to make sure that we have as believers. A lack of persevering faith indicates nothing less than the lack of conversion to Christ. When we convert and when we say that we are now sons and daughters of the Most High God, when we ex- God, when we accept Christ into our hearts, that is not enough. That's not enough. The acceptance part is not enough. The persevering faith. You now, by faith, you are open and enlightened to understand the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, how they work together. You understand that Jesus is the sacrificial lamb that gave himself, paid a ransom for our sins so that we can have everlasting life after we live here and live life abundantly while we're here. We understand that. That is salvation. But a lot of people, a lot of people are saved. They accepted Christ, but they do not. They don't have that perseverance faith, that persevering faith, that faith that's going to carry them to the end. They pick up their faith one day, they put it down the next day. Some people just totally walk away because they heard another, uh, got another, caught another wind or doctrine. And so they said, you know what, I'm going to go with that. But it is important as believers that we hold on to our faith and that our faith, our persevering faith has nothing it has more to do with us than just simply saying, Lord, come into my life or Jesus save me. Because that perseverance, it shows the dedication, it shows the discipline, and it shows the ongoing connection and relationship that you have created and that you have wanted and warranted with your heavenly father. First John, first scripture of tonight, first John 2, 19, first John 2, 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they all are not of us. Okay, this was talking about. 
those who came together, those who were believers that came together, John was talking and he was basically explaining how at one time everybody was on the same page. Everybody wanted to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. But then as time went by and as things started to change and people started to hear other things and people started to become fearful of their faith and their claim to Christ, they started to fall away. They started to say, okay, I don't think I'm interested in that. I don't think. So basically it was sharing here. If they had been of us, they would have continued with us. You know what? You're going to have some people that's going to walk with you, but, but for so long, right? They would, they, they were apart. They said they were, oh, we're together. Oh, I'm your ride or die. I got your back. I got your side. I got your front. But it was for, if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. This is how you know that you know that you know who your friends are, who your true brothers and sisters are in Christ, because they're going to persevere with you. Yeah. We, we, we get into things and, you know, we may not agree with everything, but who's going to persevere to say, okay, I, I may not agree with them, but I identify with the Christ on the inside of them. And they identify with the Christ on the inside of me. Therefore, we're going to keep on walking together, this walk of faith. We're going to keep on, we're going to keep on praying for one another. We're going to keep on looking and out for one another. We're going to keep on encouraging one another. It was basically showing, yeah, they were not of us because they fell off. They, they would have continued. If they were really a part of the fold and what God was doing, how God was ministering, they would have stayed. They would have persevered with the disciples. But some of them, they, they fell off. They did, they did not, they no, no longer wanted to be defined in their character. They no longer wanted the spirit to chisel off that old man. And so they know they became plain and they are no longer of us. This is going. This is showing us the going to the uh, wayside, those who are going, who are um, uh, who are drifting away. We have so many that drift away. We have so many that, you know, you see them on fire for the Lord. You see them evangelizing. You see them, you know, ministering to people. But then something happens wherein they say, I no longer want to be a part. They do not have that persevering faith. Not all who make a profession of faith are necessarily saved. Some professions are false. Some individuals are self-deceived. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name? And we know how it concludes it. What does he say? Okay, I don't know you. How, how are you claiming that I know you when you were doing things in my name, but you were not, you were not right in your heart. You were not right in your mind. 23rd verse says, and then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness, you workers of iniquity. That shows us that even though some people claim that they are saved, they still have these professions out here wherein they are self-deceived and they have, they, they, they do not possess the faith perseverance according to scripture, according to the will of God and according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. It is only those who possess true saving faith that are going to, they're going to be the ones that are going to make it and persevere to the end. 
Those who apostatize never belong to the family of faith to begin with. What does apostasy mean? It simply means that some people, like once again, they have the zeal, they get excited, they may go to a, to a service and it was on fire, the music was jumping, people may have been, you know, praising the Lord and they got excited in that moment. And in that moment, they, oh, I want to be saved. Or, oh, I want to join up with this organization. And when they left, it was just like, okay, they said, oh, I joined with this, I joined with that. But after they left that experience, they really in their heart didn't make a solid, they didn't make a solid choice to say, okay, for Christ I live, for Christ I die. And basically they accept and then they fall. Once again, they fall off. A policy, when you see people say, oh, I was a believe, I, I, you know, I was a believe, but now I joined up with, uh, uh, it's so many th different things out here. And, and they said, well, I didn't feel like that was for me. So I, but let me tell you something. When you feel the presence of God and when you feel the touch of the Most High God, you get that touch from Jesus. You cannot say that the spirit isn't real. And so a lot of times people, for whatever reason, I know some people, they fall to another faith because they want to get with somebody. They want a companion and that companion may be of another faith. So they, they drop down their uh, belief in the Lord to go join up with whatever their companion is doing. Some people, you know, like I said, they jump from spot to spot, whatever the next hot happening thing is, they want to join, but they can't deny the fact that they had an experience, but they will ignore the experience that they had with Jesus so they can join up with the next thing that's flying by. All of this is apostasy. It means that you basically, you fall off. You fall off from the belief in the Lord Jesus Christ and you start doing other things or you may choose to do nothing at all. See, to know him and to experience him and then for you to say that he nah, he doesn't mean anything to me, that is something that shows forth that you never was with the faith to begin with. You were never truly committed. You were never really uh, serious about committing and having that ongoing relationship with your heavenly father, connecting uh, 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 to, to Christ as, as our Lord and Savior and letting the Holy Spirit lead and guide you. There was really no true connection at all. And so that's why it's easy for people to fall into apostasy. It's easy for them to say, okay, forget it, because their faith was really never strong. It was really never there in the beginning. Their departure from the from the faith disproves, disproves the genuineness of initial profession. And this is why sometimes people mock the church because they see this happening. They see this happening. With anything that you do, whatever you assign your life to, you need to make sure that you are truly committing. You are truly committed. You're selling out. You're meaning that you have made up your mind that no, this is the path that I'm going to take and I will stick to it. I can better appreciate a person who knows what direction they are going in and they stay true to that than someone flip-flopping all around. You ever see a fish out of water? They flip, 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 flip. And that's what people look like who do not make up a conscious decision to follow a path and be committed and dedicated to it. Half the time people that do that, it's because they are rebellious and they are not disciplined. A rebellious person feels like they can do whatever they want. They don't want any type of guidelines. They don't want any type of, any type of directive being placed on their life. They just want to be like a loose cannon. 
And you know what? As a vessel of God, we can't be loose cannons. We can't be renegade pastors and renegade evangelists. That the God has an order. He does things in decency and order. He gave the church what? Apostles. He gave them pastors, evangelists, prophets, and teachers. Why? For the edification of the church. For the building of the church. That's why God did it. But now we got people. They want to just run up. No, God spoke to me and my um, prayer closet, and I'm supposed to be the next great thing. Okay, all right. Let's see where it goes. Half the time, no. Majority of the time, nowhere. We supposed to be connected one to one toward one to another in the body of Christ. That we're jointly together. Yeah, we have a head, we have arms, we have legs, we have our torso, we have our feet, all our hands. All of these things are connected jointly together, all having a different function, but one body, one body operating under the leading of the Holy Ghost. That's why, you, once again, people who say, oh, I'm, you know, oh no, I don't belong in this. I belong. It's not a thing about, about being under somebody. It's being connected to where you belong within the body of Christ because you understand discipline and order. And you know what? I am so grateful that I was raised around many women of God who showed me what faithfulness is and what is truly about, what dedication is truly about. I've seen, I've seen sometimes where, well, okay, we're on odds with one another or okay, somebody got somebody upset. But every time the church doors were open, I saw the people of God who were dedicated and serious about their walk stick together, come together, work in ministry together. Pray for one another together. But now the littlest thing, something, and I'm talking about people, I'm not talking about babes in Christ. I'm talking about people who've been in church 7, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years or whatever. You've been in church and then it's just like, okay, you come in and because you didn't like what somebody said or you felt like, oh, uh, it's, it's, it, I, uh, it, it, I, it's my time and I'm not giving the title or I'm not giving the role or whatever I did. These things shouldn't make us fall by the wayside. These things shouldn't make us cause where, and we sever ourselves. We're supposed to persevere and we're supposed to work with one another within the body of Christ. I gave you a Matthew 7, 21. Once again, those who possess true saving faith, they last to the end. They persevere to the end. For those who apostatize, their departure from the faith disproves the genuineness of their initial profession. And we can see that with the life of Judas Iscariot. Remember Judas? He betrayed Christ. And of course, those who initially joined Paul and his missionary work, they started with, once again, they were excited. They wanted to work. They wanted to, because they heard about the stories of Christ and they wanted to do the same thing. But then all of a sudden they started falling off. Let's look at Matthew 27, 5. Matthew 27, 5. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, he departed. He departed. And he went and hanged himself. Judas Iscariot, he caused himself to fall by the wayside. All that time he spent with Jesus, he was fortunate. He walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus. They they were uh, uh, was, uh, slept under the same roof when it was time for them to uh, uh, take lodging while they were on his crusade, rode on a boat with him, walked the streets with him. Saw Jesus perform signs, wonders, and miracles. And what did he do for a bag of silver? A bag of silver. He did not cry. Threw all of that to the side. Threw all of, he fell away. He fell away. He drifted away. 
from Jesus and then felt so bad about it. What did he do? He hung himself. Second Timothy, I was telling you about Paul and his missionary uh, work and those who were helping him. When he was talking to Timothy and he wrote to Timothy, he said, you are aware that all who are in Asia turned away from me, among whom are Phagellus and Hermogenes. They turned away. They were disciples that was working alongside Paul and they were doing great work. But then all of a sudden, I guess the work got too busy. How many of us get around people and they say, oh, this, oh, you know what? Some people are like, oh, this is too much. They don't want to do it. Oh, oh man, I, I got to leave the service today. Oh, oh man, they making me responsible. And we come up with every excuse. And before you know it, you start drifting away. You start drifting away. You start feeling like, okay, look, look, I, I can't do it. I, I, my, my schedule is too busy. And you fall to the wayside. And that's what happened. That's what happened with Paul and those who were working with him doing the missionary work. They no longer wanted to do the work. Ministry is work. Ministry is not sitting up looking pretty, putting on a robe, standing somewhere with a ring on or a collar in front of a a, 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 a lectern and talk, talking. That's not ministry. It's a part of ministry, but that's not that. that I will tell you, speaking on Sunday service, speaking behind a lectern, that is maybe, let's say, 20% of ministry work. Ministry work is when you are in the streets and when you're dealing with people, when you're dealing with those who are asking for prayer, when you're dealing with those who are less fortunate, they're not able to provide for themselves. Ministry is when you see people who are sick and you know that you've been in your prayer closet and the leading of the Holy Spirit tells you to pray. Being being in ministry means that when the Lord tells you to wake up, when you tired three o'clock in the morning, you know how to get up and be obedient to his voice and pray. Ministry is what Work. Ministry is not just talking behind a lectern. It's work. And people don't like doing work. People don't like the work. People like, I'm being honest, this may hurt somebody's feeling, but people like being entertained. For the most part, people like coming to church because they like the music. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Music is beautiful. It's good. The, the, the Levite, they, were, uh, they had music. They were, you know, yes, that was a part of worship. But some people just come for that. Some people just come for the entertainment. Ooh, what's going to happen today? Ooh, what's such and such going to wear today? Ooh, who the pastor going to call out today? Ooh, who, who going to get prophesied over today? And all their business uh, 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 be spilt out like tea. People come to be entertained. And they're not coming for the purpose of being edified, disciplined, trained, given that word so that they can go out and they can minister the gospel of Jesus Christ so that lost souls can that don't yet know him will have the ability to hear him and then lead them back into the church. See, people got church twisted. What's the purpose of church? The purpose of church is your training grounds. It's your grounds to get refreshed, refired so that you can go back and bring back in. Go out, excuse me, and bring souls back in. Go out, bring souls back in. People don't do that no more. People don't do that no more. People come to church. They worried about their soul. Well, I'm here. People don't even want to bring their kids to church no more. People don't encourage, but can I, let me pick the grandkids up, take them to Sunday school. People don't do that no more. They're not work. They look, this is what I've been doing. I'm in a habit. I, on Sunday, this is what I do. And so they come to church for the sake of routine, but they don't want to do the work. My people, I know y'all going to get mad at me, but it's the truth. Ministry is work. Paul said, you know what, Timothy, 
those that was in Asia working with me, they turned away. To those that are listening that are in ministry and you're doing ministry work and you had people and you had teams working with you, don't get discouraged. Look all the way, look at Paul, all the way back then. <laughs> all the way back then. Paul was telling, look, they done fell away. They turned away from me. Timothy, they gone. Even the ones that I thought that had my back. For jealous and Hermogenes. I thought they was my, my, my main, my main team, my, my right hand and my left hand. They going too, Timothy. They going too. Those of you who are in ministry, pastors, don't feel bad when people leave. Don't, don't feel bad. You, you persevere. You keep on doing what God has called you to do. Cause all the way back then, they was doing it back then in Paul's time. So guess what? Gird yourselves up and be prepared for it now. We got to continue to pray. It's sad when we see people go, but the truth of the matter is some people just don't have that persevering faith. Some people just don't have it. And some people were, some people, their intentions, they weren't right from the first place. Sometimes people join ministries because they think that ministry is the next happening thing and they want to be attached to that. Some people join ministry because they may have, uh, 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 they may like who the leader is. And so as the leader say something that they don't like, then they want, because they weren't in it. Their heart wasn't in it for the sake of Christ. Their heart wasn't drawn for the sake of serving God. There, it, it wasn't there from the beginning. It wasn't there. These passages do not imply that a true believer's faith will never falter or fail, but that a person who possesses true saving faith will never fully or finally fall away because God will sustain their faith. Now, once again, we all sometimes get shaken, but I don't know about you, but if you've ever lost a loved one, if you've ever had um, any type of diagnosis, you know, you, you, you know that you trust God. You know that you love God. You know that he's a healer. You know that he's, he'll give you comfort. The Holy Spirit will comfort, but it doesn't change the fact that sometimes you get shaken. Like, wait, why this happened? It happens. But are you going to throw away all of what you, your, no, you may get shaken, but you're not just going to say, Oh, that's it. I remember my mother told me, she said, don't whatever you do, whatever happens in life, don't ever curse God. Don't ever do it. She said, don't ever, she said, things going to look crazy. She said, but you hold on, you hold on to your faith in God. Never put your faith down because things go just really crazy where you feel like you just totally don't understand it or it's beyond what, what you can handle. Just keep holding on. She told me that from a, from a young age, my mother told me that don't ever curse God and don't ever put down your faith. Things have happened in my life. Been through some some things that I I just broken heart, being rejected, being abandoned, being all some things that you know you just don't expect to happen. Yeah, it's some traumatic things, but I still kept my faith in God. I still says I said nope. I I because I, you know what when you when you if you curse God and you throw away God, who else or what else is there to call on? Because man can't do nothing for you like God can. Programs, we thank God for these programs, 12-step programs, 10-step program, whatever type of program. But if God ain't in it, if you don't have somebody to call upon to be a present help in the time of trouble, I'm telling you, man can't do. See, God will come and step right in on time. 
when you call him. He's a present help in time of trouble. See, but sometimes you want to call somebody, you want to call your counselor, you want to call your advisor. They sleep, they snoring, they out with their family. But every time you call, and every time you say, do, 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 Lord, he going to pick up the line. Every time. So yes, our faith is going to be shaken, but that does not mean that we put down our faith in God. We have to keep on holding on. We have to keep on persevering. The next scripture, Luke 22, 31 through 34. Apostle Peter is a perfect example of a true believer who denied Jesus, but ultimately he returned back. Luke 22, 31 through 34. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might shift, uh, sift, excuse me, you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned, and when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with you, both to prison and to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny three times that you know me. See, Jesus knew. He knew how uh, what Peter was going to do, but he also knew that Peter loved him because Peter, he got scared when they took uh, G- Jesus and uh, they they uh, captured him and took them, him before the king to be judged. And, you know, put him who y'all want stone. Uh, uh uh, Barabbas of Jesus. They say stone Jesus, stone, uh, crucify, crucify, crucify Jesus. Then when Peter start walking around the people, he, you know, they start looking and say, wait, isn't that one of his disciples? Peter's like, no, that's not, uh, no, who, who, Jesus, who, me? No, Jesus, no, not me. Three times he denied him, three times. But Peter felt bad about it. He repented and we know, we know Peter got himself together because Jesus said upon this rock, I build my church and the gates of hell should not prevail, prevail against it. And he had that conversation with Peter. So we know Peter got back in good graces. So once again, sometimes we go and do things that's not pleasing to God. But that does not mean that we just totally throw away our faith. We got to repent and we got to get right. And we have to get back in the good graces with our Lord. Jesus prophesied Peter's denial. He told him that his faith was going to fail him. He told him basically, he Jesus similarly intercedes for us and he promised us eternal life to those who put our faith in him and guarantees that no one can snatch us out of his hand. Let's look at Hebrews 7.25. Hebrews 7.25. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus intercedes for us both day and night. He's sitting on the right hand of the father and he's always looking out for us. He's always, he's always got, he's always in the ear. God, we got to give him one more chance. No, no, no. We got to stand in the gap for that. I'm, I'm, I'm still working on that one. I'm still helping this one. He's always interceding on our behalf. Even when we waver in our faith. Nope, nope. God, that one right there. They just going through a moment, but I know they're going to come back because I'm interceding for them. I, I, I'm speaking on their behalf. I know they're going to get it together. And Jesus constantly, day in and day out, he is there interceding for us. That's what he does. He lives to make intercession for them. That's Hebrews 7, 25. 